Looking for a coffee that can finally give you the flavor and experience you have been missing? Then your next coffee order should be from SeaStateCoffee.com. SeaState Coffee is premium, hand-selected, highest-grade available coffee that is roasted on order, delivered fresh to you. And right now, you can take 10% off your order by using the code GRIND10. That's G-R-I-N-D and the number 10 for 10% off your SeaState Coffee order. Head over to SeaStateCoffee.com so you can enjoy the smoothest and most caffeinated coffee available. Start your day off right with SeaState Coffee. This week on the Route 16 Grind, in the Outdoor Update, I'll talk about Senate Bill 3422, the Great American Outdoors Act. And from the field, I'll talk about my first exposure to a 3D archery shoot and hanging with some members from the Central Carolina Archery Association. Instructor one from Riker USA covers North Carolina law as it applies to wearing a mask and carrying a gun. In the rock, mud, and dirt, I interview Paul from Nexon, who provides us some details on why your ride should roll with Nexon tires. In Go Adventure, we look back on some amazing people we have met and interviewed here on the Route 16 Grind. Then we wrap it up with a cup of Joe. Route 16 Grind, Episode 25, Positive Vibes. The Route 16 Grind is sponsored by Sea State Coffee, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, and Route 16 Off-Road. The Route 16 Grind, the podcast for outdoor adventurers. Each week, we bring you information related to off-road and outdoor activities. If you wheel, hunt, fish, overland, or are an all-around adventurer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we pour a cup of sea steak coffee and talk about informative topics, the gear, and the training that can help you have a successful outdoor adventure. We have amazing contributors and some great conversation. So, grab your cup and enjoy the show. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Route 16 Grind, everyone. I am Brian. I am one of the hosts, and I'm going solo this week. Got some great territory to cover this week. We're going to talk about some new things, going to talk about some old things. We want to keep it very positive and refreshing. We covered a lot of, uh, you know, sensitive topics last week. I'm glad that we did it. We got some great feedback. I really appreciate those who wrote me, text me, all that kind of stuff like that. And, you know, there was some great conversation that was able to be had because we're able to bring those, you know, sensitive subjects up and have honest dialogue about it. And I, I really appreciate all the positive feedback. And you know what? And some of us, we're just going to agree to disagree, but that's okay. This is America. We can do it. Land the free, right? Damn right. We appreciate your posts and feedback. One of the best ways to help out the show is to post a five-star review with your feedback on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. This helps us grow the Route 16 Grind audience, and we get a chance to hear from you. So if you love the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts today. The Outdoor Update is brought to you by Tuffy Security Products. Having your vehicle broken into is not a laughing matter. Trust Tuffy Security Products to stop opportunistic thieves. Tuffy is the industry leader in automotive security and provides peace of mind when you walk away from your rig. Durable and easy to install. Tuffy Security Products has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for you to organize your rig and secure your gear. 
Visit ToughyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. Remember to lock it up. Welcome back to the Outdoor Update, the weekly segment where we provide you the stories, news, and information from the recent going-ons in the outdoor world. This week, I'm going to talk about some landmark legislation that is up for vote in the U.S. Senate. This is Senate Bill 3422, also known as the Great American Outdoors Act. The intent of the bill is to amend Title 54, U.S. Code, to establish, fund, provide for the use of amounts in National Parks and Public Land Legacy Restoration Fund to address maintenance backlog of the National Park Service, the United States Fish and Game Wildlife Service, the Bureau of Land Management, the Forestry Service, and the Bureau of Indian Education, and to provide permanent dedicated funding for the Land and Water Conservation Fund. For fiscal year 2021 through 2025, there shall be deposited into the fund an amount equal to 50% of all federal, federal revenues from the development of oil, gas, coal, and alternative and renewable energy on federal lands and waters. Deposit amounts must not exceed $1.9 billion for any fiscal year. The fund must be used for priority deferred maintenance projects and specific systems that are administered by the National Park Service, Forest Service, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Bureau of Land Management, and the Bureau of Indian Education. The Government Accountability Office must report on the effect of the fund in reducing the backlog of priority deferred maintenance projects for these specific agencies. Additionally, the fund makes funding for the Land and Water Conservation Fund, the LWCF, permanent. The president shall annually report to Congress specified details regarding the allocation of funds to the LWCF. Congress must provide for alternative allocations using specific procedures. The bill is sponsored by Senator Gardner, a Cory Gardner, a Republican from Colorado. He's the one that introduced this into the Senate March of this year. This bill is co-sponsored by 59 other senators. In my case, both North Carolina senators have joined in the effort to pass this bill. What about your senator? Given it has a great chance of passing in the Senate, it will then go to the House for a vote. Make sure your representative knows how you feel about this bill passing. Contact them today. If you want to see if your senator is on a list of co-sponsors, then go to the link in our show notes. Personally, with all the government over overreach due to COVID-19, I think this will be a great reminder that public lands should be and remain just that public. And money that is created from the use of these lands should go back into it. No ifs, ands, or buts. The Red Warren Badge says you're equipped to handle anything, ready to conquer any challenge that may come your way. That badge has stood for off-road excellence for more than 70 years. During that time, we haven't stopped innovating or striving for perfection. Be ready. Be prepared. Go Warren. When you hear the calls, you know we have a report from the field. This past weekend, I had a great opportunity to attend a 3D archery shoot hosted by the Moore County Bowhunters of North Carolina. They are Archery Shooters Association certified, use all McKenzie targets, which are best known for its premium competition targets found at top archery events around the world. This was an all-day event, and I was able to trail a fun group of archers to learn more about this type of competition. Once the group completed every station, I had the privilege to speak with Dan, who was kind enough to do an interview after a very long day of competition in some blistering North Carolina heat. 
Brian here. I'm with Dan. We are at the Moore County Bow Hunters in North Carolina 3D shoot, and we're going to talk about it. It was a phenomenal day. I learned a lot. I've never been in one of these experiences. So, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little about it? Great. Well, yeah, we're one of the five uh, clubs with the Central Carolina Archery Association. My home club is at Bun, North Carolina, Tar River. Like to come down here. These guys always have a great set, good people. We like to come down here and shoot. It was a good day. Yeah, day. so I noticed there's a, there's practice targets and there's a bunch of different targets uh, that are replicating some type of wildlife out there. So right. there's like mountain lions, there's deers, there, there are 3D, three D animal targets. They right. all simulate animals that we all like to hunt or would like to hunt. Right, right. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you always know the distance for those? Some classes are known. They know the distance. They are use they use range finders, and some classes are unknown, which we have to judge a yard right with our when you spoke of classes what are those different classes if i was going to come out here and get into this event what do i need to know it depends on your age your equipment that you shoot and your level of proficiency we have a a novice class that's open to all adults it's got a a 30 yard maximum gets them close to the target lets them get their feet wet so to speak and uh and kind of feel it out feel it figure out if there's something that they want to do and then they can move back to other classes, which we have a known 45 class. We have a known 50 class, which is 50 yards, 40 yards, and a 45 class. These are all known yards. People know how far the targets are, the scores are. So that's what those different stakes are. There's like a white stake. Right. There's an orange stake. Right. There's very different colors. So I can walk up there. I sign up in the novice class, and pretty much I can be on cruise control then. Yeah. Now, do you have to shoot with the group? Can you shoot independent? If you, if you shoot for fun, we have a fun, we have a fun class where you can just come and pay ten dollars and go out and shoot for fun. Right. And let me say too, right quick, if you come to one of our shoots and it's your first time deal, you get to shoot for free. Oh wow! You get to shoot for free, no charge. We're trying to get people involved. But yeah, uh, you can come out and you can you know, if you want to shoot for fun, you can shoot right by yourself, just you and your wife, you and your kid, whatever however you want to do it. If you're shooting for fun, now if you want to shoot for points. You have to have at least three adults in your group. Okay. And no more, no less than three, and no more than five. Small groups. So this is something that can be a very family event. It could be something that, hey, I just want to become a better hunter. Yes. Uh, this will be a good thing. Most to- of us start to get better practice for hunting. Most of us get started that way, and then we get caught up in the competition aspect of it. Right. And... I mean, you can be as serious about this as you want to be, and you can spend as much time and as much effort and as much money on it as you want to. <laughs> you got the money side. Now, yeah. I noticed different bow setups. There's some that are, I look at it, and I'm saying, I'm pretty sure that guy's not humming that bow, but I've seen some bows out here where that person just modified a couple things, and they're shooting with a what I would consider a hunting bow. Right, right. And we, we have a bow hunter class. Oh, really? Yes, it's 40-yard max, hunting setups, uh, screw-in points, no magnification on your sight. Now, see, my sight has a magnification lens. Right, right. Full, full power. It's like a scope on your rifle. Yeah, I, I watched you use that today, and it, it, just how you quickly did a... So you were shooting unknown distance. You did an assessment. You just modified, you know, basically just like a rifle. You're doing adjusting your left and right, up and down, and then you took the shot. That's a, a very interesting setup. I haven't seen that through my experience with this. Uh, the first time, like I said, first time I've been out That's here. That's a very common setup right. out here. You'll see a lot of nice notice that throughout the day yeah. uh and then uh but i think i would be interested in getting a hunting class as uh, far as that i might definitely check all this out come on out and check us out man right so you said your club was this so if more people want to find out about a specific in north carolina where would they go to 
go to our website. It's the Central Carolina Archery Association. Go on that. It's got all our all our directions to all our clubs. Contact uh, people for all the club presidents. That's the best way to get in. And these competitions, they are state? Are they national? Like, as far as if I was the guy and I'm doing really with top five in your club, do, does my we place have, go someplace else? We have a, a Shooter of the Year award that we give away right. in each class at the end of the year for whoever is the top overall shooter. That's nice. In that class. And it's a, it's a, it's a belt buckle. It's a, it's a silver belt buckle from right. Silversmiths. It's a nice buckle. Like, Has the whole COVID thing, like, did you have to cancel some of your events? We've been real this is fortunate. a wide open area. We've been real fortunate. Right. And us being outdoor activity, small groups, like I mentioned, right. we, we've been able to, to, to get by. Yeah, this, uh, for y'all listening, this is a, this is essentially like a piece of a large agricultural property, you know, semi ranch of wide open spaces. Uh, everything today I, I felt extremely comfortable with. Uh, then again, I'm not walking around like a bank robber either, but for people that might be nervous or something that you know the the definitely here you've been absolutely fine if you were concerned about the whole corona thing and whatnot well dan i really appreciate your time it was wonderful hanging with your group today Enjoyed thank you so you. much and, uh, i might have to check you all out bring thank that hunting so bow out and give us a shot oh, actually i brought it out and shot i need to do my i need to adjust my windage i was shooting way right so i need to do some adjustments but i did shoot it today on the practice targets and uh targets there for you to use yep uh, and then feel free to go out and shoot we like to feature your success in outdoor adventures, so shoot the pics over to us with a brief story. Route16.com and select contact. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. On Target. Welcome to our On Target segment, where you receive the inside scoop on brands, products, and training that can help you step up your hunt and range game. This week, Ron from Riker USA covers the law as it applies to wearing a mask and carrying a gun in North Carolina. What's up, everybody? This is Ron with Riker USA coming to you with this week's On Target segment on the Route 16 Grind podcast. And for those of you that don't follow Riker USA on social media, you you might not have seen this, but I have been getting a lot of questions from my clients in reference to wearing a mask during this uh, whatever you want to call this pandemic and like I said in my other video um, if you didn't detect my sarcasm I'm trying to put it on pretty thick in reference to this pandemic but I got a lot of questions about like hey there's a North Carolina law that says you can't wear a mask in public in a store and how does that how does that correlate with our second amendment rights in the state our right to concealed carry and our right to open carry so I figured I would go to the best possible resource I I could think of and I called uh, the new Hanover County Sheriff's uh, Office, and that's the county I live in in the state of North Carolina. And I had, I got lucky. I got a uh, well-informed deputy who actually was just having this conversation a couple of days prior to me calling. So it made it really helpful for her to navigate and tell me where to look. So basically, North Carolina General Statutes 14 Tac 12.2. 14 tac 12.7.8.11 and dot 12 you can read through these and they're all focused under the wearing of a mask now 
you can wear a mask if a facility, a business, a store, whatever requires you to wear a mask to entry and, and, and do business in there. You can wear a mask and carry concealed or carry and or and or open carry in the state. This law was written in 1953. And if anybody who's ever been in the military here, there's a bunch of old sea stories that one that used to float around Camp Lejeune was every Sunday from 12 to 1 o'clock, you could beat your spouse on the steps of City Hall with a six-inch wooden club. That's not very big, but that's an old Carolina law that's still on the books. And from what I was told about that one years ago is a lot of people obviously aren't going to do that or enforce it. There's other laws that supersede it, but they haven't removed it because it's it's Carolina history. Getting back on track. So this these general statutes about the wearing of a mask in public were written in 1953. And from what the deputy shared with me was the premise of of this these general statutes in 1953 were to shut down the Ku Klux Klan. They were to prevent people from wearing hoods, from burning crosses, vandalizing, harassing, murdering, all of the horrible, horrible things that the Ku Klux Klan uh, is known for and has done over the years uh, in in our country. So this law was, was targeted directly at them in the state of North Carolina, and it hasn't really been updated since. It stayed on the books, and basically in there it's saying no hoods, not an attached hood, but a separate hood, no full masks uh, other than that are acceptable for a you know Halloween, if you guys are wearing Halloween masks. So don't go wearing a uh you know trying to walk around and reenact a scene from the only point break the first one the best one uh you know and put on the the dead president's masks and um you know and and go in uh into Walmart uh while you're carrying a gun it's just avoid it um but the other helpful information that she gave me is that as soon as they can open up and sit down and have a debate they are going to Create a new legislation, uh, add another amendment, uh, um, amendment to the general statute, and it's going to cover pandemics. And basically, all it's going to say in there is the goal, what she has been told, is going to be uh, if you are stopped by a law enforcement officer and you are wearing a mask, you are going to have to remove your mask to. Valid, you know, verify your ID and your your face match, and then you can put your mask back on. That's pretty much the premise of it. Going forward, as it is right now, it does not infringe on our Second Amendment rights in the state of North Carolina. It does not prevent us from carrying concealed or open carry, providing you are a citizen of the state, you are not a felon, and uh, you have the ability to legally own and possess a firearm in the state. So general statutes, uh, North Carolina general statute 14 TAC 12 dot two, seven, eight, 11, 12. Check them out for yourself. And if you got any questions, 
I would uh, hit up your local sheriff and uh, potentially maybe if you got a lawyer buddy and see what they say. But uh, that's it for this week. Uh, you know, the more you know, knowledge is power. Stay informed. Know your rights. And um, because it seems that uh, our rights are uh, being challenged at this point. But uh, stay straight, uh, stay safe and uh, talk to you guys next week. Want to support the show? How about becoming a Route 16 Grind Patreon today for as little as a buck a month? It's not just a contribution, but an investment goes directly to the show. Help this podcast expand and grow. Check out the show notes for the links to our Patreon page. Hey, this is Nicky G. And I just say, I'm running a little behind, just caught the show. And uh, I... Not to get into too many details and take sides, but I, I agree with you 100%, Brian. Uh, Got to get out there and protest with your vote. In this country, we have uh, the unique ability to vote. Not everybody has that right. So uh, get out and use it. You don't, you, don't, you don't like what's going on? Vote for the candidate that uh, best suits your values or has the same mindset as you. And with that being said, I got a serious question. If something goes without saying, why do people still talk about it? <laughs> I know. It's not that good, but what can I say? It's been a busy week. All right, guys, I'll catch you later and keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, thanks, Nick and D, for calling back, and I appreciate your comments. And, yeah, man, appreciate the support. In the Rock, Mud and Dirt is brought to you by Warren Industries. At Warren, we pour our effort and our thirst for adventure into every product we make. You better believe American pride runs deep here in Clackamas, Oregon. Here, a small army of engineers, technicians, machinists, and assemblers design and refine worn products, bringing them as close to perfection as possible. Their work is backed up by legendary quality control that doesn't just stand up to rigid worn standards. It lives up to the toughest demands of the world's top vehicle manufacturers and military suppliers. How do we know? Because they've partnered with Warren for decades. This quest for peerless reliability, this worn difference will be around as long as Warren Industries is in business. At least another 70 years. Go prepared. Go Warren. Welcome to the Rock, Mud, and Dirt. This segment where I talk about the people, brands, products, and events from the off-road world. This week, I sit down with a great interview with Paul from Nexum Tires. All right, buddy. Welcome to the Rock, Mud, and Dirt. I am here with Paul from Nexum. Paul, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for uh, inviting me to uh, be on this podcast. Yeah, it was quite a challenge. This has been something that we've been working on for a few months and just all the COVID and, you know, I don't know, volcanoes, meteorites, everything, zombie apocalypse, everything just came in. But we're here. We made it. We're doing good. So I appreciate you to find the time in your schedule with everything going on to be able to be here. So really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited. Yeah, it was pretty challenging, but I'm sure it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about who you are? Um, so my name is Paul Joe. Um, you know, I've been in the automotive industry, can't even count, probably close to 30 years because I think this year will be my 27th SEMA show that I'll be doing. Oh, wow. Um, so um, I guess you could say I've been around in the industry. I was, you know, more from the uh, the tuner side of the uh, the world, you know. I did the whole Fast and Furious one in a lot of the vehicles that time. Um, that's more of my background, but, you know, I worked from, you know, engine company down to aero, suspension, 
And uh, I was part of the race team, you know, doing the marketing sales and wrenching um, and just <clears throat> right place at the right time. And I got recruited by um, Hancock Tire back in 2000, gosh, was that 2008, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, so I was there handling all the motorsports, you know, from, you know, uh, drifting, time attack, formula cars. Um, Ferrari Drivers Academy, like upcoming, you know, Formula One drivers. Like I did a lot on that segment. And then, um, you know, 2015 got recruited um, by Nexon Tires. So I was like, you know, nearby home, five minute drive. Why not? And uh, then so I made the move and came to Nexon and just started from ground up. There was no motorsport department or, or, you know, identity actually. So right. you had to start from the bottom, but it was, it was challenging, but it was really fun. So that's kind of like the short term of my, uh, I guess my history. So. Yeah. So you're able to kind of just grow this baby. And, and speaking with that, like most people, they know Nexon as a road and race tire, but you also have a trail ready line as well, a trail ready line as well. You'll why don't you tell us a little about that history, the history of the brand and, and some of the products that you guys bring. Yeah, actually, um, in America, Nexton Tire is very, um, you know, some people know it, some people don't. Um, you know, we're, we're, we've been in U.S. for about 20 years. Um, but as a, as a brand, as a company, the manufacturing side, you know, in Korea, it's been around over 70 years. So there's a lot of uh, history with the company. Um, but the company actually kind of focused a lot more on, you know, just regular replacement tires and then just start, you know, just developing a lot of different tires. There wasn't a lot of testing behind it. Um, I would say maybe six years, you know, six years ago, maybe that's when the company really started to do some marketing. Um, and that is one of the reasons why they recruited me because, you know, they wanted to be me to bring to, um, to the table some of the new strategies. So now, you know, not only on, race tires, you know, and, and passenger tires. And, you know, we do a lot of OE fitment for different manufacturers. Um, but, you know, we did, um, we felt like we, we needed a off-road tire. So, yeah, so we started developing a few years back. And, uh, and it, it's been in the market for two years. Um, so the company actually, how would I say, uh, you know, we take pride in our quality. Right. A lot of people don't know. Um, you know, we do have one of the most advanced uh, manufacturing facility in the world where it's very automated, computerized. Uh, when we develop tires, not only we do a test on the field, on the track, you know, on trails, whatever we need to do, but it's computer simulated as well to get a lot of different, you know, like some of the some of the cuts on the tires, like siphoning and certain patterns create different noise not only you're not focusing on performance but you know there's a noise factor too so we put a lot of different things and our manufacturer being so advanced that we have we, we try to minimize the air so when you have a lot of human touching the tires sometimes there's a defect so we try to eliminate that even though people are still touching the tire but the machine itself controls a lot of the quality so our quality control is very strict um, so, you know, the brand's been growing based on the quality and now we've been facing, you know, focusing a lot more on the performance, putting a lot more effort into the design. Um, and we've been launching a lot of new patterns, uh, the last couple of years. So we're 
pretty excited and the brand is growing. So we're, you know, trying to tackle everything, but not at once, obviously, just one by one. Right. And each one of those uh, is a new challenge as well. Uh, you know, so tires a huge market, but with off-road, I mean, why off-road and, and what makes your off-road tire product line one that, you know, we as, you know, people that off-road and, you know, we go out in the wilderness and we hunt, we want to get to that secret location for a fishing spot. You know, why should we consider, you know, these off-road tires that you provide uh, to set our rigs up with? Well, for one, you know, um, you know, again, because a lot of people might not be familiar or maybe never heard of Nexon Tire, but, you know, so we don't want to put product out there and saying, hey, we're just one of those tire companies that's just pumping out tires, not worrying about quality or, or performance. Um, so when we sat down and, and you know, th- why we decided to go on offshore was, you know, if you look at the whole United States, the, you know, not only from the history, but, you know, the market is huge. I mean, if you take the top three vehicles sold in America, anything from truck to sedan, sports car, the top three are the top three American trucks. You know, you got the Ford, you got the Chevy, you got the Dodge. And then in there, you still have, you know, the Jeep, the, you know, Tacomas and, and Forerunners. And there's a lot of vehicles when you look at even the top 20. So we know the market's there. We need to have it because we don't. Um, and I think instead of just developing regular off-road tires just to create it, you know, it, it stands kind of like it, it represents our brand and that's a segment that we don't have and we felt that we need it and so we really focused on the quality and the design and making sure that it's not a you know those cheap tires yeah, and I think that's one of the things too is, you know, you might have an off-road tire. Uh, I, I've had problems with ones that are just being so soft and you're, you know, they're, they're fine, but they go soft quick and you're replacing them after like, you know, almost, you know, 30,000 miles and they're, they're pretty pricey and stuff depending on the size you get and, and whatnot. But, you know, you talked about testing earlier and stuff and you, and specifically with your off-road tire line, uh, which one is that and what type of testing that you put into that? Uh, well, the name of the tire is Rodian MTX. And, um, you know, before, normally people put MT as, you know, muttering, but we put the X to say that it's extreme, but it doesn't look that extreme. And, you know, some of those things where people get... They look pretty nice. They look pretty nice. (laughs) You're being modest. They look pretty good. clean, you know? Yeah. So, but we don't want to make it where it's too extreme, where it's only one-sided, right? Right. I think we all understand, you know, the, if you look at the whole map of U.S., you know, it's not only big, um, but you got so many different terrains, right? From highway down to like sand and mud and rocks, you got so many variables and every state, every demographic is different. You know, people, some areas, people don't care about noise. Some areas, they do care about noise. You know, some people only care about size or whatever. So there's a lot of different things. So. You know, we we sat there and we're like, you know, what can we create? Um, you know, so before we went actually testing, we we were talking about the pattern and, and we took a little bit of a different approach. Uh, we had a gentleman that's a good friend of ours. Um, his name is John Sibol. He his background was paint. Um, he used to color DC comic books, actual you know the comic books that people buy. He was one of the ones that you know helped draw and, and you know fill in the colors. And now he does a lot of rendering. And I reached out to him and said, hey, you know, can you help us design a tire? And he was like, 
I don't design tires. And I said, that's why, you know, just throw it out there. So he put some design and we, and then we kind of manipulated to put function. Um, then we came up with the design and then, you know, we wanted to stand out. So we're saying, you know, what do we want to represent? And we're talking about like the animal dinosaurs and, you know, the claw. So we're like, oh, you know, let's put claw on the side. And then, but we still want the traditional, like the, the blocks. So we said, you know what? Why don't we go two sidewalls? And so our tire actually has one side hack actually has kind of like a claw look mm-hmm. and the other side has a machine look so that it kind of, you're able to represent, right? So it's kind of like, I like this design based on my vehicle. Then you go with one design and then some people might go different design. I, I want that traditional machine look. Then you go with that design. So we kind of wanted to outfit it where, you know, it's catered to whatever you're, how you want to represent. So we've created a two different sidewall in the same tire. And then, um, you know, when we're people, we actually went in testing. We want to focus on obviously the first thing is safety. Two, we actually wanted to put, you know, a lot of effort on the noise as much as it has to perform. So, you know, we did a lot of computer simulation based on, you know, because if you look at tires, you know, it's not, you look at a block, but if you really look up close, every single block, it's like a different size because it has to have a certain rotation. It hums differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we create in a way that it's quiet. So, I mean, it's not going to be like regular passenger tire, but it's quiet enough that you're not going to be screaming inside the car to talk to each other, you know? So that's one factor. Um, but another thing is we create a tire that it's rated F on a load wise, which means you could put it up to 80 PSI. A lot of the tire brands out there doesn't put, you know, uh, a mud terrain tire that's 80 PSI. And the reason why we do that is when you're hauling with a super duty truck, you know, you, you want the same type of off-road tires to actually handle that weight, you know, right? Um, or else you have a lot of blowout or, you know, it, it's just not safe. So we made sure that our tire is able to handle 80 PSI, but at the same time, you know, when you think about 80 PSI, then you're thinking that tires really stiff but it's not it actually we we put a lot of you know different rubber compound on the sidewall put a certain design where it's able to flex when you you know take a lot of the air out so in theory i don't want to say which brand but when we tested in order to get the same amount of footprint um our tire versus other tires the other tire actually had to go down to like anywhere between 10 to 12 psi where ours were 14. So oh, wow. in theory, we get the same amount of footprint at a 14 PSI, which means you could still run our tires in an equal footprint without putting beat lock. Whereas other brands, you know, in order to really maximize the grip, you have to get the beat lock, which means to the consumers, you have to spend a lot more money and it's heavier exactly. and a lot of different things. So, you know, was it a luck that we we're able to create that? You could say so, but end of the day, I mean, we're saying this is what we have. It, we're able to create a maximizing the footprint when you're deflating, able to perform so that you're not going to, not only you're able to crawl on the rocks or go through a mud or sand, but at the same time, when the sidewall is able to flex like that, you're not going to get a lot of punctures, obviously, um, but also strong enough to take 80 PSI. So we're able to cater to a wide range of vehicles. 
you guys just really i'm just listening to all this and i I, what just kept resonate with me was y'all just seem to listen to the market because uh, what you have put out there uh with your off-road tire line is very much for the attraction how i kind of learned from you i listened to you uh uh, on the Jeep talk show, I was like, I'm going to check these guys out. And I started looking at it. And that's one of the things I look, I, I use my Jeep as a daily driver, but I want to be able to take it to the trail any day of the week as well. So I'm not, you know, taking new tires, putting them on, whatever. So it's always re- trail ready in a sense. But the problem with that, they're about eight to 10,000 miles on a new, fresh new set of tires. That hum is really loud. And, you know, you really don't buy a uh, Jeep Wrangler for, for rear horde to be quiet. Um, but, the fact that you kind of like listen to that and then just the whole thing of, hey, the look, you know, having one uh, tire, uh, one of the uh, walls looking one way, another one looking a different way because you're looking at a, the look and appeal for some people is what matters. Um, I've seen people have some pretty insane tires on, you know, two uh, Ford uh, 250s. And I know that they're not taking that thing rock crawling, but they like the look. Um, and then the dynamics of the fact of, the 13 PSI being able to get that spread on a tire, that is pretty awesome because that's something that everyone that goes out and enjoys going off-road and uh, they need, they, that's always one of the biggest questions. Hey, how much PSI should I go down? And there's so many variables, but to know that, Hey, I don't have to worry about going down to like to five, eight PSI. I don't have bead locks on, um, but that is pretty cool. I, I, I tell you, I, I just real I enjoyed this uh, listening to all that and the amount of time and energy that you all must have uh, uh, spent on this is just significant yes i mean we we try to you know you know again in the past we were manufacturing just manufacturing tires currently we're trying to you know put out a lot of cool you know not only cool looking tire but something that's going to perform but always and also be safe you know i think you know there's so many different brands you know there's hundreds of different brands out there um you know and not only our our Rodian MTX, but we have, we're just launching a new tire that's called Rodian. Uh, we have actually have a, a GTX, which is more like a compact SUV. Um, we also have, you know, you know, as much as race tires and, and, uh, you know, snow tires, we have a lot of different tires, but, um, in a lot of the latest tire, we do a third party test against, you know, one of the top brands, you know, like a brand like that starts with the M for instance. Um, and we're not, you know, it, it's it's more of like so close that you don't know which one's best. Right. I mean, we get to that point. So for us to develop a good tire that is able to perform in all different segments from braking, comfort, handling, wear life, everything else, but also, you know, not as expensive as certain, certain brands, you know, we just want to make sure that we're able to, you know, produce and provide a tire that people are going to be happy, you know, and, you know, I don't know if a lot of people realize, but a lot of different brands now provide warranty, you know, warranties and, and like roadside assistance program for when you buy, a, you know, a set of tires or whatnot. But we were one of the first um, and had the best warranty program. Right now, you're, you know, everybody's kind of fighting to see who's the best. But at the same time, we have a program where, you know, majority of the tires actually have like a mileage warranty or roadside assistance. So there's a lot of different things. So when you go into our website, nextentireusa.com, you could see some of those tires. And you knowing that when you buy a set and you know that, you know, you're going to be covered on, you know, from 
punctures and, and if you're stranded or whatnot, but you have to register by them. You, we, we provide that kind of service when you buy our tires. So not every single tire has the same program, but generally we provide that kind of service for our tires. Yeah, it's uh, it's great, and I I was on the website uh, earlier, just looking at the sidewalls too, and and I just love the fact that they're just so different. They're not, it's not like oh, this one's just a tiny bit different. They're just graphically different. Um, so if you're those, you know, for Jeepers especially, that you know, making something more your own, uh, that that is uh, really cool that you guys did that. Now you all might be. Uh, doing some type of thing during the summer you might be taking a trip or you know something like that uh hey what you got going on well you know um we're not one of those brands that's throwing money out there and try to put a lot of commercials and and you know putting billboards out there you know we're very careful on our spending and you know i think what's really important for the off-road you know it doesn't matter if it's highway or you know on the rocks but that segment, you know, we felt that we need to really dig deeper and, and work with the community, work with the consumers, our fans, uh, so we could understand them, but also that we're there to represent our brand, to, you know, be out there for them. So, you know, we're, we're trying to exhibit into a lot of different off-road, you know, expos or, you know, cheap expos and what different events. So there's some out in the East Coast, and I'm from the West, um, you know, up to last year, I had a Tundra that was on roadie and MTX, and I also bought a, a Jeep, you know, JKU. Nice. Um, that has MTX. And I built it for SEMA, and I've been, you know, out on Big Bear, out here, you know, just doing a lot of different crawling and, you know, just off-roading. But I was like, you know, it'll be cool if I'm able to go to different events out on the East Coast while at it, you know, while I'm traveling stop by different shops or maybe reach out to different clubs at different states, you know, and meet with people so that not only I'm able to, you know, introduce myself, but also get to know everybody, different clubs, different areas, and everybody's different. So I definitely want to understand our audience and connect with them. So that is one of the plans. We haven't really got to to the details, but you know, I think um, I would definitely be on the road. I'm hoping that I could be on the road so that I'm able to meet with your listeners. Yeah, that's great. I, you know, let us know what we can do for you. We'll love to k- keep tabs on that. We'll get the info out as you guys develop it. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, hey, guys, listen up. You know, if Paul hits on the road, uh, make sure to let us know, uh, hey, where would you like for him to visit uh, and, and meet with them? And, Paul, you just the deep history of everything that you got here. I mean, you're you're not a guy that's, uh, you know, got experience just in one part of the industry. I mean, you're kind of like full, well-rounded from the racing side all the way to just, you know, driving on the road, if you will. Um, so there's a lot of things that you could probably learn as well from Paul and things he can learn from you to make the brand even better and provide you a product that you actually want. And I will tell you, I, I can tell you right now, you guys definitely need to go to their website, uh, Next Entire USA, and check out the uh, road. Am I saying it right? It's a Rodian, Rodian, right? Rodian MTX. Yes, Rodian yeah. MTX. You need to check that tire out. Uh, that is a pretty beefy tire. I think you're going to like it. Uh, definitely check it out. So you're going to see some on route pretty soon. And if you see me out there, we can definitely talk and you guys can uh, check them out and whatnot. And Paul, I mean, I definitely want people to go to the website and want people to connect with you. But what are some other ways that they can go and find next entire information, updates, and all the different things you do? Because, you know, some of our guys aren't just wheelers. They, you know, they have passenger cars and, you know, they got the big wagons, all that stuff. Yeah. So obviously our website's there, you know, um, 
you know, we also have a community site, uh, more for the tuner, but we're trying to integrate a lot of off-road into it. Uh, we have amferaclub.com, which is our community site. Um, but also, I think once I know for a fact that I'm going to be on the road, I would love to, you know, reach out to different clubs or, you know, for club members to reach out to me. But also, at the same time, if you can't get, if you have a question or, or technical or whatever it is, you know, I don't mind giving my personal, or not personal, but my work email. So you could go into our website and send it to Motorsports, you know, or you could just send it to pjho at nextentireusa.com. And that'll go to me and I'll answer all the questions that I, I need to. So, you know, make sure that you're able to make the right decision before you buy a set of tires. So, but this, this is just the beginning for us. You know, there's a lot more things that we're planning and, and producing, and there's going to be a lot more exciting stuff. Yeah, we're excited for you. Uh, definitely want to stay in touch, bring you back on. And if you hit that road, we'd love to hear some updates and some stories you have to share with our listeners as you make your trip across here. And, you know, if you come out to the East Coast, uh, definitely, I, I got a bed over here for you. You can hang out. That sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Once I get that uh, trip approved, um, I would love to come back to the show and, and um, you know, throw more information out there so that I'm able to uh, meet all the, uh, the fans and, and the audience and the future, you know, future people that I want to work with. Because, again, we can't do much, you know, without understanding uh, everyone. You know, I think every state, every different vehicle, you know, everybody has a different requirement. I would love to hear everybody. So uh, we'll definitely get that plan going. Yeah, that's awesome. You're going to meet some amazing people. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, it was a little hard, but we made it happen. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. Uh, it, was, it was a great time, and I would love to be back. <laughs> oh, you'll come back. Don't worry about that. We'll make that happen. All right, guys, you'll right. You know, go make sure to check out nextentireusa.com. Check out the website. You got info. It will be in the show notes. Go Adventure! This week on Go Adventure, given there has been so much focus on the negativity of the world, I'm going to go back into the Route 16 Grind archive and talk about some amazing people we have brought on the podcast and which episode they were on. If you are a new listener on the Route 16 Grind, this might be a great chance for you to download and listen to some of our older episodes that might inspire you to Go Adventure. So one of the first ones that I want to talk about is John Mapes. John runs Nora 4x4 up in Pennsylvania, or New York, I'm sorry, New York. And uh, he also was one of the people that would put together an adventure race called 36 Hour Race, and we had one called 36 Hours Uari. Now, we no longer have the 36 Hours Uari, but uh, he did discuss some things about some potential to get that race re- reignited and potentially in some different locations, which we're all about. John is a huge supporter of uh, the off-road community and a huge supporter to getting people out there and challenging themselves with a variety of different things, specifically toward the off-road realm. And he had some wonderful things that he shared. He saw, he actually works in a, his Nora 4i4 actually brings out like corporate uh, people and they do team building exercises. And he had a great story where he talked about uh, one of those uh, moments where you just see this individual normally just kind of the quiet, not really interactive, and they kind of blossom in their own and they get that confidence and they're able to reflect things that they've never been challenged with before and find out how successful they can be with them. And that's one of the great things that I just love about doing this podcast, I'll probably say it forever and ever, is 
we want you to get out there, man. I mean, these problems are not going to solve themselves by you just sitting at home. They're just not. You got to get out in the community. You got to do something. You got to find some common ground. Get an activity. It helps your health. It helps your confidence. You know, it helps you just grow individually. And John's one of a huge supporter of the Route 16 uh, group. And um, I really appreciate him. It's a great uh, episode. I highly encourage you to go back and check out episode two. So moving along to some other ones, uh, how about we check out... You know, one one near and dear in my heart was uh, episode four, Granny Got a Buck. Now, this is one where I actually share a personal story about my son's very first harvest. It was a pig. We went out and we were able to um, be guests at Mortalis Outdoor Adventures out here in the coastal area of North Carolina. And it was just a phenomenal experience. I'm just expressing it from a father point of view of all that work, all that effort where you're trying to transfer your knowledge to your, your child and ensuring that he's safe, ensuring that he's confident. Um, and he's able to apply all the things that you're teaching him as he develops into a young man and this is one other reason I love the fact that I got back in hunting after decades. It's just something else I can share with my son and we can connect and bond with. And it's a very special episode around that Thanksgiving time of year, I believe. I think I shared a Thanksgiving uh, or a turkey recipe. It's really damn good. You got to check that out. But that's episode four. Uh, Granny got a buck. And episode five, oh my goodness, man, this is where if you want to know more about, if you haven't listened to episode five, you need to check out episode five. This is where we interviewed uh, my good friend, my brother, Ron from Riker USA, and uh, just a phenomenal interview, enjoyed it so much. We had so much fun, and you get a deeper history of who he is and and what is he, he has done and, and, and where he's going, and, and he is such a great mentor to so many people out there. Uh, he's a great coach, and he's a good inspiration for many to look up to. He's an amazing person. I'm so glad that I know him, and uh, that dude's a uh, brother for life. And, you know, again, I'm just going to go through some of these special uh, episodes. and not saying don't listen to them all, but there's just some I'm going to kind of highlight and, and express to you. Oh, man, Sir William Go. So you heard him last week. That is Episode 7, Go Adventure, Sir. Unfortunately, the audio, I'm just going to be honest with you, it wasn't the greatest. It's its so, ah, it was such a good interview with Sir William Goes. And you get his deep history of why he started his YouTube channel and stuff. And I don't want to ruin it for you. It's a very interesting uh, story and just what he enjoys by sharing his content and adventures and truly looking to inspire others to get out there and again, just go seek some adventure yourself and his, his area is overlanding and stuff, but he has a great story. You definitely should check it out. An amazing person. I'm so glad of his contributions and what he does. Episode eight, we had Axe Overland. This is an American that lives over in the UK. Phenomenal story. He actually has a diesel Jeep obviously right side driven and he shares kind of that story with it and also trying to get parts and accessories in the areas that he's at uh he has a great following as well and uh, you should definitely check him out he's out there and, and that was episode eight one of our most downloaded episode is episode 11 it is reboot yourself that is an amazing story from an amazing organization that helps veterans just kind of reset 
and get outdoors. We interviewed Dan from Operation Reboot Outdoors, and uh, we we loved hearing his wife on the back in the background, kind of help him out in that interview. And I think that was his very first podcast. We were so blessed to have him, and he has just exploded. And they're doing some amazing things up there in Maine. And this guy has a huge heart. Army Ranger with combat experience, and he gets it, and he understands. Hey, you, one of the best communities. That's very fortunate with veterans. There's so many resources for you to connect. You need assistance to reach out to. Veterans are very good about setting up things to help other veterans, whether it be an individual level, a group level, a corporate level, whatever it may be. There's so many resources out there. And if you're somebody that's just like kind of nervous, like, oh, man, I never hunted before. I'm not really sure. This is a great organization to check out. They do a variety of different things out there. They do some amazing fishing, uh, ice fishing out in the winter. I was totally impressed. And you know what? I need to kind of get up there and check them out. And that, again, is Episode 11, Reboot Yourself. Episode 12, we have Fish, Guns, and Kings. In Go Adventure, we interviewed Erica. She is a New York State angler, and she's all about getting her fish on. And I tell you what, her Instagram has just exploded. Every day, she's putting out some amazing content with these fish that she's catching. Um, she's extremely knowledgeable angler, and she has a great story of why she fishes and just what it brings for her. And it was just an amazing story, and we were so happy. I literally just, you know, I was just going on Instagram, just looking at people and, and different the hashtags, whatever, and I found her. And I was like, man, I would like to learn more about uh, this story here. And uh, wow, man, just an amazing story. Someone to definitely check out. And for sure, somebody that you yourself probably could learn from and, uh, you know, be inspired with. In episode 16, we talked to the Bearded Jeeper. This guy has some great great story. Um, he has an amazing YouTube channel. He puts out some great content and he's just looking to help other people like him. Um, he's very honest and sincere in everything he's putting out. When he puts a review out on the equipment that he's looking at, uh, it's an honest review. Uh, he has a great, so if you're off-roader, you're a jeeper, or you're just somebody who just enjoys uh, watching that type of content, you guys should check out the Beater Jeeper. That is episode 16, amazing guy. We're definitely going to bring him back on. Well, we'll probably bring a little bit of everybody back on. I, I enjoyed all these guys. Well, guys and gals, we definitely had a few women on the show as well. And speaking of which, one very special lady is Cheryl from HerJeepLife.com. She has a great story. She has a couple of Jeeps. And she is all about getting out there overlanding. She's all about doing her own thing. And she puts out some great, amazing information to help other Jeepers, male, female, whatever. Uh, she's a great person, fantastic interview. She has a great brand. You can check her out at HerJeepLife.com. That is uh, episode 10 and another great female role model. And just someone that can outright inspire you, Rachel, from Record a Journey. That was episode 13, amazing person, an amazing story, amazing organization. And this uh, this episode was something near and dear to me, too, because I covered Enduring Gratitude, which was really the the organization that stimulated me to get out there and get back to hunting. Uh, I participated in, there was like a, an event, it's called Enduring Gratitude, that's done every year. You listen to podcasts, you probably heard me mention this five, six times, but that is an event that happened. I went pheasant hunting. I had a wonderful experience uh, with other veterans, and I just realized when I came home that this is something I want to get back into. And more importantly, my family identified and say, "Hey, I know what you did out there, but you need to, you know, probably do this more often because you just seem very happy." And it did a lot for me. And then 
obviously the compounding uh, events after that was, hey, you know what? I would love to share this message uh, with my journey, with all the things I enjoy, thus the Route 16 Grind podcast and helping others tell their story and uh, share their message and hopefully inspire you to do things that will help you stay positive, help you stay healthy, help you connect with family members, friends, connect with new people, share ideas. And, you know, big thing, just kind of keep things positive. Uh, we, we need more of that round up now more than ever. And, you, and that's so cliche to say that, I know, but we really do. Uh, we need to engage as people and uh, communicate. And it's not really working through Facebook. It's not really working through Twitter and all these other things. They're just facades. They really are. They're facades. And you're never able to, there's something different about talking to people when you're right there in front of them and and take the whole aspect of, you know, chest bowing out. I'm just talking about ideas to capture the emotion of someone when they pass an idea to see their physical representation of that is something that is totally missing. And I think we forget that part of it. Um, I, I think personally, when we speak to people, uh, face to face and not in these, you know, horrific crowds and riots that are going on, that's not conversation. That's just stupidity, in my opinion. Um, you know, we can actually have good dialogue. We can learn from each other. We can be respectful. And more importantly, we can show that and reflect that onto the next generation and they can, you know, transfer that down to their kids and whatnot. We need to have solid communication. So this long portion of the Go Adventure, me sharing some of these past episodes and people and whatnot, the intent of it is this. There are some amazing people out there. And if you're walking through life and just doing your thing, hiding in your room on Facebook, and that's the only way that you're identifying, communicating with groups, organizations, and whatnot. Oh, hey, I hashtag therefore, and I'm activist. No, you're not. You're absolutely not. You're not someone out there getting out there and actually exchanging ideas and looking for solutions. More importantly, working on the solution as well. Start listening to some of these podcasts, and you can fast forward through things that may, hey, maybe you're not a wheeler or whatever. Hey, Go fast forward to the things that you enjoy, whatever doesn't hurt my feelings any, but I'm hoping that the people that do come on here somewhere out there, they're connecting with you and you're realizing that, Hey, you know what? You can do a lot more than what you're doing right now. You can challenge yourself. There's really no excuse for you not to. And if you need help, there's plenty of people and organizations out there to help you. I don't care what your sex is. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your religion or if you don't have a religion. I just care that you're human, that you're respectful, that you, you, you treat people with respect. You're just all around, you know, you can, you know how to be a good person. Reflect that. That's all that matters. To me, that's the only criteria. If, if you can do that and I can do that, I think we can be friends. You know, my own values and morals and everything else, those are mine. I'm not there to push them on you. I'll give you my opinion if you ask for it, you know, if we're in general conversation, but I'm not going to sit there and judge you because we don't agree. You have the reason you think that way. And I have the reason I think that way. When we exchange ideas, we can learn and maybe we can find common ground or maybe I can say, you know what? Your way is a little bit better and I need to rethink things. That absolutely has happened with me. I would say 10 years ago, I didn't have as much empathy as I have today. I can honestly say that. And that has that whole transition has happened specifically because of all these different things that I have done with integrating with groups and whatnot. Um, you just cannot evolve. You cannot become a, a more whole person when you don't exchange with other people in the sense of ideas and communication. It's positive communication. 
And more importantly, you know, like, and I use this example a lot on the podcast too, is like when you're going on a trail and you get a new person out there, right? And they're just very nervous. They're like, oh, they're not sure. I'm not going to be able to do this. And you see their progression out the day. You know, they win. Believe me, they win. They, they do a great job. But really, we all win because we have the opportunity to experience that. And that is amazing. When we do good things, we all win. We really do. And so I'm hoping that this podcast, I'm really hoping that these different segments, there's things that are connecting with you and things that are inspiring you. Get out there, guys, and go adventure. Since 1989, Tuffy Security Products has been the industry leader in automotive security. Tuffy has a variety of vehicle-specific consoles, drawers, and lockboxes. Tuffy manufacturers adventure-ready organization and security for your Jeep truck or suv visit tuffyproducts.com and use special offer code grind to save 10 percent on your order the cup of joe segment is brought to you by c-state coffee have you ever actually drank good coffee stop wasting your money on old stale coffee from the store and make the switch to c-state coffee c-state coffee is a united states marine corps veteran owned and operated roastery selling premium coffee that's roasted on order and delivered fresh to you order your coffee today at www.cstakecoffee.com well i have to say this is uh i don't know what number of show i did this by myself but I will say just in my own personal assessment, this is probably the best show I've done solo. I've never felt really comfortable about doing these by myself. And, uh, you know, it's just fun when you have someone to talk to. But I really did enjoy this. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I just have had some amazing people that I was able to meet and speak to this past week. And I was happy to share that with you. And that really inspired me to go with the uh, Go Adventure segment that I did this week. And hopefully next week, I'm going to have someone pretty interesting for that segment. I'm trying to get a hold of someone really cool. Um, well, I always have cool people. Don't get me wrong. But I got someone that I, I think uh, you might know. And uh, I hope I'm able to get them on. And if not, uh, we'll try for a future date. But I don't want the cat out of the bag. Just kind of follow our social media and see if that's going to happen. So we talked about Senate Bill 3422, the Great American Outdoors Act, and that's a big deal. Check with your senators. Go on our show notes and make sure that, hey, your senator is supporting this. If not, connect with them. And far as people that represent your district, I would be talking to them already, too. No bill is perfect. There's a couple things with the corresponding bills that I'm looking at. I'm not too sure how I feel about those. But this is something you can look at for yourself and find out, uh, hey, this is the direction I would go. And, and maybe you have a better solution of how we could do this. This one's not too bad and evil. Hopefully, when it gets to the house, it's not going to be uh, you know, corrupted with all this other pork ad- added to it. Hopefully, it stays intact. And But we'll wait and see. But please contact your representative, your senator, and let them know how you feel. It's a very important act. Get involved, and let's take care of those lands. I definitely want to appreciate, say, uh, give a shout out again to the uh, Moore County Bow Hunters in North Carolina and members of the Central Carolina Archery Association. They were great hosts uh, for me, and uh, they helped guide me through the 3D competitions. Absolutely knew nothing about any of that. I just, you know, hey, you know, I saw it. I thought I'd check it out, and you know, I'm I'm kind of interested. And in I talked to my son about it too, and I was like, yeah, I might get you a, a bow. And we might go do these together. Um, you know, I'm never no different than any y'all. Uh, I too seek different experiences, challenges, engagement. Uh, and this is why I have this podcast. The 3D shooting uh, competition is something very new to me, and I'm glad I got off the couch and checked it out. 
I'm sure there are similar competitions in your area. It shouldn't be too hard to find where they at. And if you need help, then, you know, help finding them to just contact me. I'm more than happy to help you out. Uh, I'm connected to a lot of different people. And you know what? I don't have any shame with asking. I already start with a no. So I'm fine with searching for a yes. Uh, Instructor one, you know, Ron, Ron from Riker USA, he provided us something this week that, you know, I got to be honest, I did not even think about it until he sent me the recording. Summary of it, of it all was, we need to stay informed with what laws have impact to our rights. More importantly, how your local law enforcement reacts to and potentially enforces these questionable executive orders that are going on out there. And if you're not doing so already, you definitely should be following Riker USA. Uh, who They do an amazing job of keeping us gun owners safe and well-informed. Uh, they are amazing people. It's a veteran-owned company, a veteran, veteran structure. Uh, they do some great training. And if you need to know how to connect with them, if you're in a North Carolina area or if you're looking for their products, or you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. I'm more than help, happy to help you. Uh, Paul, hey, appreciate you coming on uh, from Next Entire. Learned a lot about their brand, learned a lot about their tires and, and uh, what they did to progress into the off-road realm. Um, it was very challenging to find the time for the interview. Uh, believe me, it's been very challenging with the world on fire lately. You know, make sure to follow Route 16 and Next Entire to stay up to date on things to come, specifically a future road trip where you, your club, your organization might have a chance to host Paul as he's making his trip throughout the country. I'm looking forward to it, and I really do hope he stops in my area. It'd be great to meet him. I would love to hear more about some of the stories that he shared and some of his background. Now, also, hey, everybody, remember, my the my worst recovery giveaway is still going on all month long. The hashtag my worst recovery. Um, you can win a Factor 55 Haas Fairlead 1.0, 1.0, a Flat Link E expert with a Flat Link rope guard. Uh, Patreons, you guys, you're already automatically entered. But the higher level Patreon, the more bonus entries you get. Now, how can you make more entries, if you will? You can leave us a review on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts or even YouTube. You're entered. Complete uh, some other action items. You know, you could earn two entries by following Route 16 and Factor 55 on Instagram and Facebook. You can earn three entries, entering entries by posting a picture with text, photos, with audio or video. So whatever you want to do it, you can send a picture, put some, you know, text to it. You can post a photo and put some audio to it. You can post a video and talk about your worst recovery. Make sure to hashtag my worst recovery, hashtag factor 55 and hashtag root one six grind. You can earn another entry for each friend you tag on the root one six grind episode that post in June on Facebook and Instagram. So when I post it up later tonight and you see episode 25 and you tag your friends and you share that, hey, you get some entries. So that's awesome. Um, entry, you get another entry for sharing any Route 16 Grind episode and post on Instagram and Facebook. The winner. So I, basically is a nutshell. If you're still confused, you can look at the show notes and figure that out. You can hit me up or you can just tag, hashtag away, follow everything. The biggest thing is this. Make sure that you're showing a love for Factor 55, the Route 16 grind, Route 16, and share the story. That would be really fun. I, I, I'm just being honest here, man. I mean, it could be like a fishing, uh, it could be like a fishing story, a little bit of, uh, truth, a little bit of, I'm not no sure, not sure that's how truthful that is. Be creative, be fun, enjoy it. 
You know what I'm saying? So uh, the winner's going to be announced no later than 30 June, uh, you know, 2020. So it's going to go all month long, get plenty of people opportunity to get in there and enjoy uh, whatever content that you guys produce. This is a way for us to get engaged. And we're real appreciative for Factor 55 throwing in uh, those items for the giveaway. Now, again, if you go back to the last uh, podcast, uh, remember what Justin shared with us is if you already have some of these items or, you know, if you already if you have a steel cable uh, winch, et cetera, they can modify to your needs. So if you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't really need that stuff. Well, if you win, you know, Factor 55 is willing to provide you something uh, for winning. So don't feel that, hey, you have to accept these items. If it's something that you already have and, you know, you would like some maybe some different Factor 55 items, then that's something that you as a winner could discuss with Justin and get something that might you might need in that kit. You know, summary again, I mean, uh, the more you do, the more entries you get. Let's have some creativity. Let's have some fun submissions for my worst hashtag, my worst recovery. You know, we might even have some honorable mention prizes, but you can't win unless you participate. And I'm telling you, if you guys start getting crazy out there, I'm more than happy to see what I can do to maybe get some honorable mention prizes and stuff. We can make it happen, but you have to enter. So go out there, hashtag my worst recovery and make sure you hashtag root one six grind and factor 55. So this week in my closing remarks, I just want to pass on to you. I am very, this is episode 25. I'm extremely appreciative to all the listeners that we have gained. Appreciate all the support from everyone that has sponsored us, helped us out, get here. I have received so much uh, assistance from different people I haven't even known. You know, people on YouTube, hey, how you do this sound and whatever. People I don't normally even speak with. Uh, people have come on the show last minute. Hey, you know, this guy bailed. Can you jump on? Sure, no problem. Uh, the people that had have jumped in to be a host. I mean, I'm so fortunate to have Chuck. So fortunate to have Ethan. Um, I've been very fortunate to be able to bring on some of the excitement that I have when I do all these different activities and as well as events. And more importantly, again, it goes back to the people. Just met some amazing people throughout this journey as I built the brand Route 1-6 and everything that I'm doing from the outdoors community, if you will. Now, the wheeling season kind of started out here. I wasn't able to go last weekend because my wonderful son graduated high school and I'm so proud of him. Now, some of you know, some of you may not know, my my, my oldest son, Tyler, has Down syndrome. And so I, I tell you, that kid is is like instant love. I'm very fortunate to uh, be his father and to be in his life. That kid's been in my life since he was four. And I'm just extremely proud of you, Tyler. And you mean the world to me. You have taught me so much uh, when it comes to words like love, empathy, happiness, joy. Uh, you are by far the picture that should be next to the in, in the dictionary for those words. You're an amazing son. And I look forward to the next things uh, on your journey. Yeah, so that, that right there, dude, I love that kid. So thank you so much, Tyler. And thank you all so much uh, for listening to the Route 1 Sys Grind. Appreciate you joining us. Remember, you have an idea or maybe you would like to contribute to one of our segments. All you have to do is go to Route16.com and select contact. Then let us know your idea. We're more than happy to think about it and maybe we'll put it on. And again, all you need to do is go to root16.com, R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. We would love to hear from you. 
Thanks for listening to the Route 1 Six Grind. We want to thank our amazing sponsors, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, Sea State Coffee, and Route 16 Off-Road for their support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just look for Route 16. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Or just go to Route16.com. Until next week, plan smart, be safe, and as always, be prepared. That wasn't too bad for talking to myself. Yeah!